Sports Channel 8, the radio show, sitting down with Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski right now. We've heard you use a number of words over the years. You've used verve, um, other good words. Did you ever think you'd have to describe what blip meant to people? No. Well, yeah, you know, I'm sorry that that was misinterpreted or sometimes people want to misinterpret things. Sure. But whatever. That's my responsibility. I'm the one who said it. Uh, really, it was at our press conference, the opening press conference, and I was talking about our team, and then the FBI thing came up, and I didn't want that to be what the press conference was sure. about. So instead of going into detail, I said, it's a small blip on the radar of the entire scene of college basketball. I said, it's a blip. And, and that's on me. You know, but uh, that's not what I meant. I meant that this was a problem, no question about it. But on the total screen of college basketball, I'm not sure we have as many blips as people think. And when we say, like Roy Williams or Jim Beheim or myself, that we're not aware of those things you know I know some people said you're naive or whatever well if I haven't been exposed to it I'm not sure that's being naive I'm, I'm just saying that I haven't been exposed to it we haven't lost a kid because of it if someone who is saying naive knows of other things I would ask them to be strong and say it yeah. so yeah, maybe I'm naive, but you may be weak and not saying it. Yep. So, but I'm concerned about college basketball. Obviously, I've been in it for 44 years, <laughs> and I've done a lot of work with it. And I don't like the fact that we have that investigation, and what's going. But you know, over the years, sometimes bad things happen, and hopefully, we can limit it. Do you ever feel pressure? Not only do you have your team to worry about, for a number of years you had Team USA basketball to worry about, but now in, in your status as just sort of a legendary coach and, and respected person, where you people are going to call your office and ask for commentary on anything that happens in college basketball. Is, is, that, is there pressure that comes with that? I don't know if it's for? pressure. It's, it's just that uh, it, you're at, sometimes you're asked for a solution when it, it, that you can't give. And because this, the solution primarily for me has been one of the ways of having a solution is, is having the proper leadership and structure set up where you can take action. You know, that's what a leader does. And so we really haven't had a leader for college basketball. And I've, I've asked that for 25 years. Like, can we have it run by somebody? where there's pinpoint responsibility and that person didn't co coordinate it the right way. And we're really a, a sport, an industry, a billion-dollar business run by committee. It's not a, a good way to do it, and it's not a good way of keeping up to date on a daily basis with the NBA, which is a business yep. and, a, a, and a great business. And so that would be the first thing I would say for a solution is to start doing that. Coach, talking to you about your team and flipping it to something a little bit more positive, what do you see as uh, maybe the most likely storyline to develop with your team this year that would be a great story for college basketball? Yeah, one, you want to, you know, every coach here wants his team to be healthy because then you, 
if you're ever going to try to reach your full potential, you would like to do it in, in a healthy situation. And then it's on you. It's not on a sprained ankle, a broken bone, or whatever. And uh, I, I would like our scenario to be that we kept getting better. You know, we have a good group. We have great chemistry, and and uh, I would, I just want to see us keep growing and see where it takes us in, in March and then hopefully be at our best and the most healthy in March. Hey, is there any animosity? Obviously, Coach Capel leaving to Pittsburgh is a great opportunity for him, but now he's come back and he's tried to recruit Ninth Wonder um, away from your program to his program. Is that rubbing you the wrong way at all? Him no, I, I just, I, I, you know, I've told Ninth that, that you know, he should have some missionary work, but, uh, <laughs> but that his home base is right right there. No, I, you know, I'm, he doesn't have to be a, a one-program guy. All right. And uh, I'm okay. So that's with your blessing. <laughs> Definitely. He's, uh, he's fantastic and uh, has helped our community a lot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and he's a great, great friend of Jeff's. So I'm okay with that. Hey, we've been talking to different players and, and guys in your staff about your freshman Zion Williamson and some of the incredible different things that he can do athletically. Is there anything you've seen with your eye? I mean, you've seen the best of the best. Yeah. Was there a moment where you saw him jump from here to here or reach from here to here where you sort of stepped back and said, I, I'm not even sure I've seen that? Yeah. Uh, and, well, I've coached the U.S. team, so yeah, I've that, seen a I'm while. throwing them in there. Yeah. Uh, his second jump is amazing, and his body control for – his body type, which is, there aren't body types like that, where you're 270 and a little bit over 6'6", and 45-inch vertical jump, and but your body control, his ability to maneuver in air and kind of like hang and then change, and then if he missed to hit and go right up, I mean, uh, an incredibly unique athlete, an incredibly unique athlete. Not that we don't want to talk about Zion because he's unbelievable, but one thing that you mentioned earlier this offseason was the development of the egos of role players, yeah. or kind of that second wave of, of, of players, and Alex O'Connell, Jack White, that, that next phase of player. What have you done differently to bring them along uh, so that they're contributing to the success of the team? Well, like anything, the first thing is you talk to them and you, you try to teach them how to do that. And, you know, if you're talking to somebody, you're giving them your time. And so you're showing them their importance. You're not just saying words. You're giving time. Time is the most precious commodity. And then if you're giving time along with positive encouragement, you know, that's a good combination. The Canadian trip helped us immensely because it gave us some practice time during the summer, but also a means to play. And although we didn't like it at that time, uh, Trey Jones and Cameron Reddish were not able to play. And then Alex O'Connell got hurt after three minutes in the first game. So it gave other guys an opportunity to maybe establish a role at a higher level. Jack White and Javon Delorier took full advantage of that to where we, they now are solid, really good, good performers. We got other coaches stuffing in there. That's what it's like at ACC Media Day. I just got fouled. I know that's what it's like. And the ref didn't call it. I saw it. That was a foul. We'll get. We got Kersey around here somewhere. We'll get him to look at it. I don't know. He missed a lot of them. So (laughs) that's what it's like at ACC Uh, Media Day. Thank you for joining us. All right. You're welcome.